do they hate us because they ain't us? <laughs> or do they hate us because they met us? <laughs> pick a side, stupid. Welcome to Pick a Side, Stupid, a comedy debate show that covers the important issues. Now, here's your host, Sean Carter. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Comedy Studio! Winner of three Best of Boston Awards and called the greatest comedy club on earth by the senior producer of Conan on TBS. And now, direct your attention to the stage and welcome your host for tonight's program, Sean Carter! Oh my God, hello. On a Sunday night? How nice. This is great. Uh, so welcome to the comedy studio. I will be your host for this evening. So it's a fun show. It's a debate show where I just invite comedian friends of mine to come up and debate certain questions. And uh, we never know what's going to happen. They don't know the questions ahead of time. They do know what it's going to be about. Um, it's going to be about Boston. So they should know that topic well, <laughs> since they live here. Um, so it's going to be a good time. My name is Sean Carter. I'll be your host this evening. Uh, it is, I guess, it's tough to, I just put out a CD and it's tough when your name is Sean Carter because, okay, good, you guys know. Uh, somebody else already has that name, right? Uh, Jay-Z's real name is Sean Carter. We're almost the same guy, but... He's got Beyonce, and I've got 100 problems, so. It is tough. It is a tough name to have, because if you Google me, you won't find me. Like, if you Google Sean Carter, you won't find me. Spelled the same and everything. You're just going to find Jay-Z over and over and over again. And then, I thought I'd be, like, the second result, at least, on Google. But no, the second guy, the second guy named Sean Carter is a guy who lives in New Hampshire, right? Same age as me. Looks kind of like me. He made his local paper because he got arrested for murdering his entire family. <laughs> so I'm never going to be more famous than that guy. I didn't find that on my own either, right? Like that, you would have thought I Googled myself and found it. No, what happened was I was doing a show and these two women came up to me afterwards and they were like, hey, there's this guy named Sean Cotter murdered his whole family. Is that you? <laughs> And I was like, no, but why would you come to this show? <laughs> what are you hoping for? Um, so I'll be up here all night. Basically, I'll be judging people. Um, but tonight, we're going to start the show off the way that they always start the shows off here at the comedy studio uh, with the comic in residence. And, um, you know, when you're going to a different spot, uh, maybe somebody gets put on your show that you don't know that well. Not the case this evening. Uh, our comic in residence has been on our uh, show Pick a Side Stupid many times. He's one of my favorites on the show. And uh, I I'm psyched to have him here for the show, but also to do a stand-up set to start off the night. So everybody, please put your hands together for the comic in residence this month, Dana J. Bine. <laughs> What is up? 
we're gonna do a debate show about Boston tonight, and we're in Somerville. <laughs> doing a debate show about Boston and Somerville is like doing a debate show about Paris in an Oban pan. True. Everybody in Boston's a tough guy. Everybody. I'm not. Everybody in this room could kick my ass. Everybody. Boston is filled with tough guys. I remember how excited I was when I first got my 617 phone number. Because I grew up in Western Mass. I went to college in Boston. I got a 617 phone number on my cell phone. I was so excited about it until I got my first wrong number. And it was from a Bostonian tough guy. And it ruined my whole day. It went something like this. Yo, is Scotty there? And uh, I'm not a tough guy, so I go with regular person protocol. <laughs> I said, I'm sorry, sir. I think you have the wrong number. But tough guys have a protocol all their own. This guy threw me a curveball. He goes, are you sure? <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> and that's when I said something so fragile and emasculating, something I'd never said to that point in my entire life to this tough guy. <laughs> I said, no Scotty here, night night, and I hung up the phone. <laughs> I said night night to a tough guy. He called me right back, you say night night? I said, I'm sorry, I love you, and hung up the phone. He called right back, I said, this is Scotty, how can I help you? <laughs> this is definitely Scotty. I learned my confidence in Boston. I didn't have confidence before I moved to Boston. Uh, I have an out-of-place confidence. I shouldn't be confident looking like this. I have no business being confident. I got like that strange North Station pigeon kind of confidence going on. Like, why is this pigeon walking up to me like it wants to fight? Like, what is going on with this pigeon? Why is this pigeon waiting for a train to Lowell? What is going on? Uh, there's this weird New England thing. Uh, where you have to use a safe word if you fart out loud in front of your friends. Anybody? If you fart out loud, you have to say safety or someone will yell doorknob and beat the shit out of you until you touch a doorknob. Anybody having PTSD right now? <laughs> I grew up in a trailer park. There are no doorknobs in a trailer park. I was a sitting duck. I travel back and forth to Boston using Peter Pan Trailways. Uh, I grew up in Springfield. Hey, one person almost died. <laughs> I don't know if you heard this, but Peter Pan almost opened an airline. <laughs> right? That's the right response. Executives finally realized how bad an idea was, that would be uh, because they decided that Peter Pan Airlines would never, never land. <laughs> it's usually where I get the hook right there. I uh, was staying with my mom in my childhood bedroom, and I woke up with the worst stomach pains of my entire life because <laughs> I drank too much Dunkin' Donuts coffee that day. And uh, I made her drive me to the emergency room. And uh, <laughs> I thought I was going to die. I was in this room with my mom, two nurses, and my pain. And the doctor comes in, and he looks just like Dr. Hibbert from The Simpsons. He's a very large black man. And the first thing he said to me scared the shit out of me. <laughs> he said, did I meet you at an after party last weekend? And I was like, new doctor, please. <laughs> new doctor. But then he performed magic on me. He came up to me and reached down to my stomach fat said, is this where it hurts, son? And he twisted. I said, how does that feel? And I said, awkward. And I was still in excruciating pain. He grabbed another area of my belly fat and twisted, said, how about now, son? Still awkward, still excruciating pain. He grabbed a third area of my belly fat and twisted. 
and I shit you not, Somerville, I farted louder than I've ever farted in my entire life. And I looked at him embarrassed, and he yelled doorknob and beat the shit out of me in front of everybody. There are no doorknobs at a hospital. The nurses were throwing punches. A pigeon came in, dropped an elbow. Uh, actually, what he said, he looked me in the eye, and he says, you know, son, sometimes gas just plays hide-and-seek. You just need to know a man who can find it. And he walked out of the room. I met the fart whisperer that night. Night night, everybody. I'm going to give back to Sean Carter. Enjoy the debate. Thank you for coming out. As Dana J. Vine. Yeah. All right. So now we're going to do the debate. And it will be fun. Some of these are going to be great. Some of them will be bad. <laughs> you never know. Um, so here's how it works. I'll explain it, since many of you have not been here before. Um, I will invite two comedians up to the stage. Once they're up here, um, one of them will decide whether they want to go first or second. The first person decides which category they're going to go with. There's a question for each category. Um, and then they, I ask the question, and then they go into their defense of their side. The second person has to take the other side no matter what. No matter how deplorable, they have to take the other side. Um, you know, some of the questions are not as nice as others. One of the questions that did not make the list tonight was uh, from PJ Brown. It says, who looks more beat up, the orange line or Whitey Bulger? And so... And they don't know. They don't know what question they're going to get, and they don't know what side they're going to argue. But first pick, person picks a side, second person has to argue the other side. Okay? So, first person goes for one minute, they hand the mic over, the other person has one minute. Then they hand the mic back for a 30-second rebuttal, and then a 30-second rebuttal. They don't have to use all their time. There's no penalty for going under time. But if they go over their time, they will lose automatically. So each one of these should take about three minutes. Um... Here's the thing. The way that we judge this is I decide alone. Um, <laughs> I'm the only judge, and when you agree with my judgment, I would like for you to cheer. Give that a shot right now. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> and, you know, with fairness in mind, um, if you think that I got it wrong, I want you guys to boo me. Give that a shot right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, if there's somebody on stage that's making a great point, feel free to clap for them. You know, let me know who you like. That makes my job a little bit easier. Um, so, there will be a gauntlet round. That means two people come up here, and the person that's winning just stays here till they lose. They just have to keep battling whoever is next until they lose. And then once we go through all those people, there's a bracket. So, two people face off. Whoever wins sits down till they can face up against somebody else that won around. So once we get to the bracket, there will be like eight matches, eight winners, then four winners, then two, then one, you know, then a champion. Um, so tonight, I told people that we had a few open spots. We had a little lottery going for people that wanted to do the show. So I'm going to pick some names out now to add to the show. These, I don't know who it is that's coming on. Katie Dungar will be on. And then after that, we will have... Pete Andrews. 
So, please welcome Pete Andrews. Okay, Katie, uh, you're in charge here, so pick a category. Or do you want to go first or second? My apologies. I'll go second again. Second, okay, Pete, you pick a category. Movies, Sean. Movies, okay. Your question, Pete, is from Bill McMorrow. He asks, he asks, do you like apples? And your options are, yes, I like apples, or shut the fuck up, Matt Damon. I'm going to go with shut the fuck up, Matt Damon. Mostly because everyone who's ever met me from Boston thinks I talk like he talked in that movie, and even he doesn't talk like he's from Boston in that movie. <laughs> it's exhausting to explain that, yes, Framingham is also a suburb of Boston, and this is our dialect. Plain. Uh, no, uh, shut the fuck up, Matt Damon. I don't care how many libraries you go to. Your knowledge is outdated. It's very specific, very niche, and just pick a fucking job already. I feel like we're forgetting the important part of this question, which is apples. You can tell Matt Damon to shut the fuck up as many times as you like but that's not going to change the root of the issue, which is that apples are fucking delicious. There are so many things you can do with apples. You can make them into pies, which I love. You can throw them at people like Bill McMorrow for writing this question. And you can shove them in your opponent's face once you win the debate. Would you like the mic back now? <laughs> it's hard to argue that apples aren't a wonderful fruit. They are. They're, they're, they're versatile. They're delicious. Uh, but shut the fuck up, Matt Damon. <laughs> that is not a good response when you just got a number from the girl that clearly liked you from the beginning and didn't like the other guy from the beginning. You accomplished very little, and it took way too much time. Shut the fuck up, Matt Damon. Can we come to a reasonable compromise here? I think that if we're going to tell Matt Damon to shut the fuck up, we should do it while forcing him to enjoy nature's greatest creation, the apple. That should take the, some of the sting out of it, don't you think? All right. Good, good show, everyone. All right, great points on both sides, but I think I have to hand the win here to Katie Dungar. Yeah, you're staying. You're staying, Katie. You're on a roll. Okay, next up, everybody, please welcome Nate Chu. Okay, Katie, do you want to go first or second? I will continue to go second. Second, okay, Nate, pick a category. I'll go first, okay, uh, transportation. Transportation, okay. Your question is from Dylan Usher. He asks, you're naming your pet after uh, stations on the MBTA. Would you rather have a cat named Ruggles or a dog named Maverick? 
I know, it's an adorable question. <laughs> I think I'd go with a cat named Ruggles, because having a dog named Maverick, everyone will just assume I'm a Top Gun fan. When in reality, I'm just a big fan of public transportation, you know? Like, Ruggles makes it sure. And true, it's a cat, it'll be cold, it won't love you, but what is the orange line then, if not cold and doesn't love you? I'm not sure what you have against Top Gun fans. My feelings are actually not that hurt. But uh, a cat named Ruggles would be fine, and it would be cute, and you could call it Mr. Ruggles when it's feeling very sassy. But a dog named Maverick, when you say talk to me, Goose, that dog is going to bark at you. And you're going to think maybe for a second that Goose survived after all. And then you wake up in the cold, cold morning, and you have to take your dog out, and no, Goose is dead. Goose is dead. Sorry, I think this question was supposed to be wholesome. I feel like we've really moved away from the essence, which is just talking about how much we all love the Massachusetts public transportation system. <laughs> the oldest public transportation system in the United States, just to name some facts that I've been given. And, you know, it may be unreliable, it may break down a lot, the tracks may be cold, it may be late, but, you know, we all love it, just like I love my cat Ruggles and not my dog Maverick. Your dog Maverick still loves you. And we don't love the MBTA. We're Bostonians. We bitch about it every opportunity we get. I believe some people were voting simply to get Charlie Baker out of office so we could fix up the goddamn MBTA. And if I have to take one more red line shuttle bus, I am burning this entire city to the ground! All right, I got to hand the win here to Katie Dungar. They're starting to turn on us, though. Okay, next up, everybody, please welcome Ken Green. How long does this go on, Sean? Until you either beat everybody or lose to somebody. Or three more people. Okay. Please make my death swift and painless. Katie, do you want to go first or second? I will continue to go second. Okay. Ken, pick your poison. Oh, let's try sports. Let's try sports. Sports. Okay. Here we go. Your question is from Bill McMorrow. He says, do they hate us because they ain't us? Or do they hate us because they met us? <laughs> All right, here's the deal. I'm not originally from here, as you can tell by this hat. Bears won today. I have to say, I don't hate everybody in this town, but I've met a lot of people in this town. And I gotta say, the very first bar I went to in this town was down at Faneuil Hall. And before I could even have my first beer, the guy proceeded to tell me how, the, how bad the Irish had it, worse than the black people. <laughs> and within five minutes, used the N-word, but said it was okay, he, he could use it because he was Irish. <laughs> so if they do hate you, it's because they met you. 
I'm originally from St. Paul. Let's go get coffee after this, okay? Uh, yeah, okay, we met you. That's fine, whatever. So, uh, how are the bears doing these days? They're Okay, so they're beating the Minnesota Vikings, the Detroit Lions, and the Green Bay Packers. That's right, huh? Okay. And the last time that they met the Patriots in the Super Bowl, what's that, 1987? Yeah, I remember that. Uh, the only thing I remember about that, though, is the fridge. These days, you might have hate us because you met us, but now, Bears fans, sorry, you hate us because you ain't us. Also because we rhyme hate with ain't, and I honestly can't blame you for hating us for that. That, that is very true. I do not hate the Patriots. I don't hate Tom Brady. I don't hate uh, whatever other player on that team I don't know about. <laughs> yeah, I have my focus. But I've been in places around there, bars around there. And then I'm, you know what? When you panic because your team won the Super Bowl, they're getting close. People like shit their pants because like they lost a game. I'm dealing with the fucking sucking ass bears for like a million years. <laughs> I didn't give a shit. So, yeah, calm down. Don't make me hate you. Time. I mean, I'd pretend that we're the underdogs these days, but we're not. And that's okay. Nobody actually wants to be the underdog. They're going to stand there and they're going to say, well, we're like the Mighty Ducks and you guys are whoever the... Uh, the other team in the Mighty Ducks was because I can't remember that movie. I haven't seen it since I was eight. You hate us because you ain't us. Admit it. It's okay. Time. Okay, I got to hand the win here to Ken Green. Give it up one more time for Katie Dungar. Okay. Next up, everybody, please welcome James Creelman. Okay, Ken, do you want to go first or second? I buck the odds. I go first. First, all right. Yeah. Pick a category. Oh, boy. I'm tempted to stay with sports since I got it. Uh, let's do uh, transportation. Transportation, okay. Your question is from Mike Setlow. He asks, you park on top of a snowbank during a blizzard. When the snow melts, you found that you have parked on top of another car. <laughs> Do you leave a note, or did they deserve it for not shoveling and marking their spot? <laughs> Too easy. As someone who grew up in Chicago, a place that has a lot of snow as well, fuck their car. <laughs> fuck their spot. Get your fucking chi lawn chair out of the fucking way. Move your goddamn garbage can. You should have shoveled that shit out. And if you didn't, too fucking bad. It's my spot now. And if you want to talk to me, I live right here. Come up to this fucking door. Ring the bell. We can talk about it. That's it. What's the question? <laughs> you parked on somebody's car? You parked car? on somebody's car, yeah. And do you leave a note, uh, or do, did they deserve it for not shoveling and marking their spot? Uh, I mean, 
every time I've parked on someone's car, it happens so often, you have to leave a note. You have to leave a note saying, I parked on your car. Uh, I apologize. My, I wasn't looking, and... Uh, I didn't know I didn't know there was a car under me until the snow thawed. <laughs> okay, Mr. Polite. You know what? I'll leave a fucking note in that car. It's gonna say, fuck your car. <laughs> if you didn't care enough to shovel your fucking spot, guess what? I'm parking my fucking I drive a Jeep Wrangler because uh, you know I'm cool like that. I, I'll, I'll drive around on the fucking top of that car, and I'll put a note on my car saying, look underneath for your car. <laughs> Fuck your car. <laughs> no, I agree with you. That's the debate. Yeah, park on the motherfucker's car. <laughs> Just leave a note. Be, uh... <laughs> yeah, all right. So I have to hand the way to James Creelman. <laughs> I mean, it, it was funny, but it was not the wrong side of the debate. Okay, next up, everybody, please welcome Andrew Mayer. Hey, All right, uh, James, do you want to go first or second? Second. Okay, Andrew, pick a category. Give me a sports question. Okay, sports. Uh, your question is from Steve Albert. He asks... More annoying Red Sox tradition. Sweet Caroline or performance-enhancing drugs? <laughs> this is a real toss-up. Oh, man. Uh, I'm going to say that the more annoying sports tradition is performance-enhancing drugs. Only, basically, strictly because Sweet Caroline is a delightful tradition. I understand that it started just recently, but... Everyone loves a good sing-along. There's no reason <laughs> to go against... I mean, that's... It's, I was going to say that's what karaoke is. It is literally not what karaoke is. <laughs> it is the opposite of that. But everybody just wants to feel like they're a part of something, and not everyone in the crowd takes steroids. So you're, you're in favor of Sweet Caroline? Yes. God. Uh, first off, how about we go ahead, give a round of applause to the Bostonian Red Stockings uh, winning uh, the World Series. How about we go ahead and do that? Yeah. Yeah, world champs. Uh, no, the, the steroids are uh, ruining the game. Uh, it used to be uh, like you could just be like an out of shape, like uh, beer drinking wife beater. And uh, you could... I just realized I'm, uh, I'm uh, trying to uh, give wife beaters, like, uh, the edge. And uh, I didn't do that forever. I'm going to make up for it in the 30-second round. You also, uh, f for your 30 seconds, you argued my point, uh, which was that... <laughs> I, yeah, but the question... Yeah. Yeah, those are both the same. Being pro Sweet Caroline and against steroids are the same position. <laughs> right. 
Sweet Caroline is an amazing, amazing song. Wait, no, 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 no. <laughs> Steroids are good. They're making the game better. Why don't you fucking watch the World Series of Baseball? Go pay uh, $60 a ticket to see the World Series of Baseball. No, you want to see juiced up freaks smash a ball, right? Steroids are good. All right, that was a compelling case that you made in 10 seconds, but I think I have to hand the win here to Andrew Mayer. Okay. People are starting to have trouble keeping track of what side they're on. I mostly just had to hand the microphone over the time. Yeah. You made the case. Sweet Caroline is a fun thing. That's awful. Okay. Everybody just wants to be a part of the thing. Oh, God damn it. Next up, everybody, please welcome Ben Quick. Okay, Andrew, do you want to go first or second? Uh, I'm going to go second. Okay. God damn it. Ben, pick a category. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, transportation. Transportation. Yeah. Okay. Your question is from Angela Sawyer. She asks, you just got your third parking ticket of the day. <laughs> Do you quietly vow to start taking the train or loudly vow to disembowel the children of all area meter maids? I'm going to quietly vow to start taking the train because violence is wrong, all right? That was every part of me that wants to disembower the children every meter made, but you can't hold the people who are just doing their, resp their jobs responsible for what is wrong with this city, okay? Those people are out there enforcing the law that they are handed down to them, and to punish their children is wrong. But to turn around and go after the people who voted, the legislator, their children, yeah, that's fair game. I have no problem, no problem miming those people. But in the meantime, I'm going to take the train to do it. Because if there are real representatives, they ought to live in Boston. They ought to be publicly accessible, right? So as far as I'm concerned, I'm going to take the train to where those people live and publicly or privately dismember the children, the people that put in those inane parking lots that caused me to get three parking tickets. What, a loading zone is a loading zone just because it says it's a loading zone? That's bullshit. I need to park, too. So as far as I'm concerned... Time. Thank you. <laughs> um, I, has anyone here taken the train before? Yep, it's the worst thing aside from uh, World War I. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I take it so often. I'm going to loudly vow to, what is it, disembowel the children of people, of the parking meters. The, not the attendants, not the parking meters themselves. They don't have children. But <laughs> it is, it, it, heart, it, harm, it harms nobody. Like, they're, they're already gone. They don't get to hear my vow. Uh, fun fact about parking tickets also is that you don't have to give back the envelope when you do it, so you can just leave those on other people's cars and leave them empty, and it's very fun. I mean, you still have to pay the ticket. Like, they still boot your car, and you know what you have to do if they boot your car? You have to, you have to take the train. And, and, and I don't care what you think about the train, but to actually think the people who are forced to enforce the parking laws of the city deserve to have their children dismembered. I mean, 
You want, I mean, I understand World War I was bad. By the way, there was like 16 other bad things that have also happened since, but we don't, you know, who, who cares about 9-11 or the Holocaust? I mean, God forbid we skip over Time. that time. I'm not saying those things are not bad. I'm just saying that, has anyone been on the train? <laughs> because World War I, and then the other th the thing that I'm talking about, a hot second, and then 9-11. Uh, <laughs> I'm saying you pay the ticket inside, but then you keep the wrapper of the ticket, and then you put it on other people's cars. as a delightful time. Time. <laughs> All right, I have to hand the win here to Andrew Mayer. <laughs> Listen, listen, Ben chose, he chose not to disembowel the children of the meter maids, but then he still chose to disembowel people. <laughs> and that just scared the fuck out of me. I was like, you gotta get off this stage. I'm gonna disembowel the people that are responsible. I know, right? Um, all right, next up and last, last um, debate of the gauntlet round, everybody please welcome Sean Connolly. Okay, um, Andrew, would you like to go first or second? Uh, I'll go first this time. First, okay, what category would you like? Let's go wild card. Wild card, okay. Your question is from Angela Sawyer. She asks, which is harder to find at 2 a.m. on a Saturday? A sober student or an open restaurant? <laughs> It is a, an open restaurant. Uh, if nothing else, some of the students that are outside are sober. There are zero restaurants that are open at 2 in the morning. Uh, you can, I mean, find at least a designated driver somewhere in the city. Um, there's no, there, there's nothing funny in this answer. <laughs> I'm terribly sorry. I'm going to use the rest of my time. Sean, I feel like you should develop a tradition where if people win two in a row, the entire crowd goes, they're heating up. And then <laughs> after a third, they go, she's on fire. <laughs> All right. Uh, sober student, that's what I, uh, if that's. Technically, yes. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I didn't know what you were talking about. Um, <laughs> So uh, it's harder to find a sober student? Yeah, it is. It is because the kids who are actually sober are inside. They go to Harvard and MIT, and they don't leave, and then they develop AI that will take over this entire world. <laughs> and the kids who say they're going to Harvard and MIT, they go to Northeastern. They're lying to you. If anything, they go to Bunker Hill. They're just, they're just like, oh, yeah, you, uh, how do you like them apples? I tried that. It works. <laughs> um, so yeah, the sober students are inside. So the question is not which one of those is outside. The question is which is easier to find. You know exactly where they are. They're asleep in their dorm. He's heating up. <laughs> There's no, I can't say anything after that. It doesn't, I, I'll, I'll take the loss after that joke. It's fine. <laughs> All right, I got to hand the win here to Sean Connolly. Ah! 
All right, uh, Sean, and you can sit down because we're going to get into the bracket now. I love sitting. Yeah. So Sean will be back later. Uh, give it up for everybody in the gauntlet. So now to start the bracket, as I said, we're going to have eight matches, and then the winners will go against the yeah winners later on. Okay, so... Uh, first up in the bracket round, everybody please welcome Kevin Harrington and Zach Jones. Okay, uh, Zach, would you like to go first or second? I'll go second. I'm just going to collect water throughout the night. There we go, good. Okay, uh, Kevin, what category would you like? Uh, let's do movies. Movies, okay. Your question is from May Keith. She asks, better place for an actor to learn an authentic Boston accent? A Dunkin' Donuts in North Quincy? <laughs> or a Stop and Shop Deli in Medford? I'm gonna go, just for the sake of argument, movie Boston accent. And if you want an authentic al dente, Movie Boston accent, you got to go to North Quincy. Because North Quincy, Dunkin' Donuts has just a, just a dash of artisanal racism <laughs> that Medford is a little afraid and a little swishy to get. But North Quincy fucking keeps it real, kid. And you want Movie Boston when you want to impress your out-of-town other friends. So if you want to get out of town for us to come over and get a little bit of the departed, you got to go to North Quincy. And as an added bonus, you'll probably see somebody OD. The thing, though, about uh, going to a North Quincy, Duncan, I'm not going to do the fucking voice. I, I'm not from here. I'm not going to fake to all of you people. But I know what's going on, and I know that if you go to the North Quincy Dunkin' Donuts, you're just going to keep saying North Quincy Dunkin' Donuts the whole time. You're not going to catch anything that is not an item menu on, on the, the menu there. Uh, you will only be able to say things like coffee, coffee regular, uh, and then you'll show up uh, on the first day of filming, and they'll be like, this is like a movie about mobsters, and they don't just say things that are names of Dunkin' Donuts products all day, do they? So, yeah, you'll only be able to say that. You go, you go to, the, uh, to, the, to the deli in, in, I think it was Medford, but it could have been any of the... I, I'm not from... Anything that's not on the team might as well be like space to me. I don't really know any, anything that I can't get to in that way. So whichever place that was, uh, that, that, that one... Uh, Time. This is all you need. You'll wait in line, and somebody will be pissed because somebody's looking at a menu that's not from the neighborhood and be slightly confused. And someone go, and turn to you and go, this fucking guy, am I right? This guy, 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 this fucking guy, regular coffee, fucking guy. And you will win an Academy Award because that's how all mobsters talk in every fucking movie about Boston. It's with their hands and pointing and fucking guy. And somebody's brother named Mike. The thing, though, I, I, don't, I don't actually know what movie you're talking about. I don't think there's a movie called This Fucking Guy. that came. It could be a thing that we write. If you want to work together, we can, 
grind out a real Oscar-winning screenplay called This Fucking Guy. We could be a, This Fucking Ked could be the, the sequel. This Fucking Dude. Like, we could keep going with this for a while. That's an idea, but it hasn't been made yet. So for what the, the directors want now, you got to go to Medford. Time. All right, I got to hand the win here to Kevin Harrington. We're going to write that fucking movie tonight, Ked. I've never seen anybody say the word coffee in Boston, ever. Um, okay. Next up, everybody, please welcome Donya Tromer and Bill McMorrow. Okay. Uh, Bill, do you want to go first or second? I'll go second, please. Okay. Donya, pick your category. Um, I'll go transportation. Transportation. This is our last transportation question. Yeah! It is from Lorelai Lyons. She asks, how do you prefer to navigate the city? The MBTA or jumping into the Charles and allowing the flow to take you where you need to be? Oh, okay. Jumping into the Charles, this is a pretty easy one. Uh, bonus, you get an extra limb. That's always... That's pretty nice. Uh, you get to see a few dead bodies. That's cool. Uh, you get to, if you swallow the water, uh, you, it's a great weight loss. Uh, diarrhea for the rest of your life. Um, real good tapeworms in there. Love it. It's great. Um, it's, it's, a good, it's a good time uh, if, you, if you like uh, being a little bit dirty. You know, it's pretty nice. Uh, let's, fuck, let's fuck in the Charles. All right. So what am I, I, I want to take the tea? Yeah, you want, yeah. Oh, you've never heard anybody say that. Listen, nobody jumps in the chows. You either fall in it or you get pushed in it or you're born in it. I don't know. I'm not entirely sure, but there's a lot of placenta floating around in it, so it's got to come from somewhere. I'll take the tea, and I'm going to tell you why. I'll take the tea everywhere I go. My father used to work for the tea. He's been dead over 20 years. I'm still grandfathered in. I can just, I fucking walk up and I'm like, hey, let me take a train. And they're like, hey, did your dad used to work here? I'm like, probably. I think my uncle worked here too. Can I take another train? They're like, hey, take them all. We're not using them. We're fucking, we got some tracks we got to work on. We'll get, we'll need them back in the spring probably. Oh, fuck. Um, so... There's babies born in the river, as communicated by Bill. You want a free baby on your commute? Get that fucking free baby. You want some free money from a goddamn Irish mobster that they threw in the river? Who knows? They didn't want it. Oh, you get that fucking money, okay? I've resorted to yelling. That's it. That's all I can do. Fight fire I'm fire. loud. This is Boston. It's a river, but there. I'm going to take it. Being loud is a solid strategy. I, whole, I wholly endorse it. Listen, do you know how many hospitals we have in fucking like five square? What do you measure hospitals in? I don't even know. Blocks? They're probably blocks. Let's say squib. I don't know. If every hospital lost 100 babies a day, all right? Say you go to a hospital and you found 10 babies. That's it. Nah, that's a bit. Ah. Uh, Oh, here's a fun thing. I still have about $50,000 in tea tokens. Time. <laughs> I got to hand the win here to Bill McMorrow. Okay. 
Next up, everybody please welcome Chloe Cunha and Jeremiah Broderick. Okay, uh, Chloe, um, do you wanna go first or second? Second. Second. Okay, Jeremiah, what category would you like? Transportation is gone. I will take sports. Sports. Okay, this is the final sports question. Okay, Steve Albert asks, you're throwing beer cans at at the Red Sox parade. (laughs) Are you disappointed when the outfielders can't catch them? Yes or no? (laughs) I feel like this question was chosen because he looked at me. Uh, Yeah, I'm... They won the World Series. They should be able to catch a beer can. That's not too much to ask. Okay, I bought that beer for 75 cents around the corner, and I expect to see them drink it. It's warm. It was in the back of my truck all day, but I would still like to see them drink it. Even though it's shaken up, I've been running alongside the parade looking for an outfielder, and I would like to see them drink this beer that I have flung when they weren't expecting it, at their head. Is that too much to ask? Jeremiah makes some good points, but I'm sorry. Was this question written in the 80s? Like, we've done a pretty good job catching things recently. I'm just saying, maybe they're not catching that beer because right now the Red Sox outfielders are drinking champagne. You know? They don't have beer. What? No. They're like having champagne like funneled down their throats. There's like a victory stream of just delicious like, hmm, what is this, Dom Perignon, 1772? I don't know how old champagne should be. The point is... They don't need my beer. They understand it's a communal, it's just a way of greeting, you know? They, they get it, they see it fly past, and they say, ah, the fans are happy. They are drinking champagne, and it's pissing me off. Fun fact, if you knock a champagne bottle out of their hands with a beer can, that's two points. That's just true, it's two points. All I know, I bought a 30 rack for that parade. They only caught like three. That's a terrible average. They won the World Series. They should be able to catch more than that. Again, you make some good points. But I will counter by saying um, that I followed up this experiment by throwing a champagne bottle, and they caught it perfectly. So. Okay, I think this is a tough call here. Um, But I'm going to go based on how much you guys, I think, clap during each one and hand the win here to Chloe Cunha. Okay. Next up, everybody, please welcome May Keith and Sammy Anderson. May, would you like to go first or second? I'll go second. Okay. Sammy. Pick your category. We uh, we have wild card movies or history. I'm gonna go wild card. Okay. Because I don't, I don't know. I just don't know. I live in the suburbs. Well, your question is from Sarah Morgan. She asks. Hi, Sarah. Should you take that sweet couch off the curb at Austin Christmas, or do you not want bed bugs? 
Did you just say I wanted bed bugs? <laughs> Listen, I'm gonna, I just told you I live in the suburbs. Like I, ha I live in a bush at south of Boston. I don't know what, what that's referencing, but I will tell you that I am more horrified of bed bugs than I am of Slender Man. And he makes little girls kill people. Yeah, no, you didn't laugh because that's not funny, but that's real. Yeah, I know. Um, so I'm afraid of bed bugs. I don't even listen to the question. Bed bugs fuck me up. I'm, I'm not kidding. This is like a this is an unfortunate situation that Sean asked me to come on stage and then asked me about bed bugs because now we all have bed bugs and we're all gonna die. I don't know what to say. Uh, you should move your couch so we don't get bed bugs. I don't know. I'm Sammy. Nice to meet you. Here you go. Uh, she makes a good point. But I will say that are you really a Bostonian if you don't take the free couch? Getting bed bugs is a rite of passage. I mean, you're in Alston, you already have bed bugs. Just take the free couch. I got panicked by bed bugs. I didn't know there was a free couch involved. Because, like, if we're being honest, that changes my opinion, but I picked a side, so that's the, that's the way we go. Anyway. I guess, you, I guess you can have the couch because I gave it up. So I'll help you move it. Do you need help? I'll help you move it because I gave it up. But like if we're, I mean, if we're both going to get bed bugs, we should be debating each other. So this all, this all makes sense. The universe is here with us at the comedy yeah. studio. A list of some other things I have gotten from Alston include a foosball table. That was broken, but pretty fun. Uh, I don't think it had bed bugs, but I might have gotten termites from that. That was fine. Uh, a futon mattress, that's what you want. That has the bed bugs. Couch is probably fine. I mean, sun bed bugs, not a ton. But uh, yeah, I'm going to go couch and bed bugs all the way. All right. Well, I got to hand the win here to May Key. I'm sad that I lost, but I'm happy I don't have bed bugs. I love you. <laughs> All right, uh, moving right along here. Next up, please welcome uh, the man who opened the show tonight, Dana J. Bine and Nick Ortolani. Okay, Dana, do you want to go first or second? I would like to go second, please. Okay, Nick, you're going to pick between wild card movies and history. Uh, I'll do movies. Movies, okay, this is the final movie question. So... Nick, your question is from Sean Clark. He asks, would you rather only ever be able to eat at Wahlburgers for the rest of your life or only ever be able to watch movies starring Mark Wahlberg for the rest of your life? Listen, the only way that I would watch movies starring Mark Wahlberg for the rest of my life is if I was that Vietnamese man he blinded 30 years ago and couldn't see them. So I will take eating at Wahlburgers every day for the rest of my life because, yeah, it'll kill you. But it won't leave you a husk of a man to continue living the way Mark Wahlberg did to that Vietnamese man 30 years ago. And has not, he's never apologized for it, by the way. You guys know that, right? The man is a monster. He can do as much charitable outreach as he wants. Fuck Mark Wahlberg. Also, also, 
Also, how many good movies do you lose if you lose all of Mark Wahlberg's movies? You lose like what? You lose like Boogie Nights? End of list? That's the whole list, that's the whole list. Oh, but you lose Perfect Storm. No, you lose a movie about a bunch of millionaires pretending Time. to swim. Now, I've, I've never seen a Wahlberg cook. But I've seen a lot of Wahlberg films. And I don't have, as a comedian, you don't have a lot of chances to be a hero. But if there's a recipe to being a hero, it's a script of any Mark Wahlberg film. Yeah, that's right. Have you seen Patriot's Day? It's a completely inaccurate version of what happened on the Boston Marathon bombing. It's, Mark Wahlberg was not there. He's in the movie like he was, he's a cop in the movie. I want that kind of delusion. That's heroic level delusion right there. Like you need to be delusional to be a hero. Right? Have you seen the movie Ted? He's talking to a fucking teddy bear. That's delusional. Time. Yeah. My opponent would have you believe that Mark Wahlberg's on-screen heroism is his one saving fault. And I don't know if you remember this, Mark Wahlberg has frequently said that he would have stopped 9-11 if he was on those planes. <laughs> so maybe you should worship some real heroes in your life, Dana J. Vine. Maybe worship the first responders who are actually there on Patriots Day instead of venerating a man who has nothing but hero worship. And I repeat, blinded a man in the 80s! <laughs> My opponent is missing something huge. If there was a Mark Wahlberg movie playing on those planes, <laughs> even the terrorists would be like, he's fucking talking to a teddy bear. Can you believe this shit? Put down your razor knife. You gotta watch this shit. This guy is delusional. Just sit down. We're not, ta we're not taking this plane down. This guy's a fucking hero. Can you see this? Are you seeing this shit? Time. Give it up for both of them because that was great. But I got to pick one and it's going to be Dana J. Bine. Sean, I just have to add that if a Mark Wahlberg movie had been playing on one of those planes, it would have crashed sooner. <laughs> All right, next up, everybody, please welcome Sean Rosa and Marae Dickinson. Okay, um, Sean, do you wanna go first or second? I'll go second. Okay. Marae, what category would you like? History. History, okay. All right, your question is from David B. Marchetti, and I am not entirely sure that I understand it. <laughs> but Perfect. here it is. Glad I'm here. Which is more offensive to be called? A Kennedy kissing cranberry squeezer <laughs> or a clam gargling tea tosser? Uh, do you want to hold the card so you can remember? I do. <laughs> I think it's more offensive to be called a clam gargling tea tosser um, because 
Cranberry squeezing actually sounds kind of fun. <laughs> and I would kiss a Kennedy, because they're all handsome. <laughs> I don't care who they killed in a car crash and lied about it. <laughs> Nothing's going to change that defined jawline. <laughs> of all the Kennedys you picked, you picked Ted? Ah, oh, you didn't even pick like one of the like four or five that fucked Marilyn Monroe. Like I I think it's more offensive to be called a Kennedy kissing cr cranberry squeezer because there's there's too many K's in that. There's way too many K clam gargling tea tosser? That just sounds sexy, you know? You're you're down for whatever. You just that is a Pornhub category in and of itself. You've, you've been around the block and you've seen some things like the second shooter on the grassy knoll. You gargled his clam. Okay, uh, I think that clams are the roaches of the sea. I'll just come out and say it. Wow. <laughs> so people are not on board with that, but... Uh, just let's go back to me kissing that Kennedy. You liked that guy, that image. And uh, yeah, I think I want that printed on a magnet. I'll put it on my fridge and look at it every day when I eat anything but clams. <laughs> clams are the what of the sea? Roaches of the sea? That means they're going to live forever. And they're going to be delicious. And I am going to gargle them. <laughs> as I toss tea, like a patriot that I am. Yeah. All right, excellent debates on both sides, but I think I've had to hand the wind here to Sean Rosa. Can't get them all right, okay. Next up, even everybody please welcome Ted Pettingell and Sean Connolly. Oh, okay. Ted, do you want to go first or second? I'll go second, Sean. Okay, Sean, do you want to go wild card or history? History! Okay. Remember when Ethan was drunk? That was fun. Your question is from <laughs> May Keith. She asks... Which patriot would you rather fight? Julian Edelman or Paul Revere? Hmm. Julian Edelman is not a founding father, correct? Your laughter is not helping. <laughs> I'm going to say, uh, I'll fight Paul Revere. He runs. He runs, he's all about the lights. Cool, man, I'll take you, whatever. You got a square in Southie, big, uh, uh, North End, the North End, sorry, uh, woo woo. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely fight Paul Revere, he runs away, he's, he's scared of British people, come on! That's ridiculous, they have horrible teeth and they have a terrible uh, menu. Uh, have you ever... <laughs> It's, it's pathetic. It really is. So, yeah, I'll take you, Paul Revere. You're going down. 
I don't know much about fighting, but I do know one thing, and that's never to fight a man on a horse. Because <laughs> that's like fighting a man and fighting a horse. I want no part of that battle. I don't care how long he's been dead. That is an unfair advantage. Julian Edelman, on the other hand, prone to concussions. One swift jab to the jaw, and the Patriots don't win the Super Bowl this year. Oh, I'm sorry to end that on a bummer. Uh, I'll fight him until he wins the Super Bowl. I'll give it back to Worcester Stew over here. Prone to concussions, that means one slip of the gun to the face goes to yours. Yeah, want to talk about a bummer. It's true. Junior Seau, look it up. Um, hey, I'm just trying to get the word out there, guys. CT is a real thing. NFL is an awful place. Paul Revere, though, helped us found this country, which is amazing. You're drinking right now on a Sunday. He didn't get to do that, and now you can. That's cool, right? I feel like I got this PSA down. It's cool. <laughs> Listen, you should be, you're supposed to rebuttal why you should fight Paul Revere and not just bring up negative things in Patriots history, like that time Julian Edelman grabbed a woman by the pussy at a Halloween party and totally got away with it. All the more reason to fight him. Yeah. Paul Revere, 2020, baby. <laughs> All right, I gotta hand the win here to Ted Pettingale. Okay, um, so we are down to <laughs> right. There's eight eight debaters left, uh, so let's start round two. Everybody, please welcome Bill McMorrow and Kevin Harrington. Bill, do you... <laughs> I got him! Bill, do you want to go first or second? I up in a room so I couldn't play. <laughs> Son of a bitch. I don't know knots. <laughs> Seconds. Okay. Kevin, you can pick history, sports, or what? Oh, you tie fight. me up in a room and make me go first? You son of a bitch. <laughs> okay. I'm going to rub your belly and wish, uh, find the category. I'm going to go wild card, because that's what I am. Wild card. Oh. Now, we, also, we have one sports Sarah question left. Round of applause for Sarah and the boards. They're really good. Okay. No, it's great. Give a shout out to my wife and make me look like an asshole. <laughs> All right. Uh, she is great. Okay. You son of a bitch. We invited you over for dinner. Okay. Uh, Kevin, your question is from Katie Ham. They ask, you're in a comedy club in Boston. Oh, okay. How many guys named Sean are there? <laughs> your, option, your options are six or... It's none of your business what my mother named me. 
It's none of your business what, your, what my mother named me. As you may not know, because many of you are guests to Boston, it's a rule, it's an old blue book rule, going back to when we seceded from England, that every other boy, the second born boy in a family, has to be named Sean, or else the curse of Corwin will be upon your house. And if you don't know who Sheriff Corwin is, he's an evil ghost that lives in Salem, and we can only keep him away if we have more than seven Seans in a room in Boston. Sean is Latin for go away Corwin. <laughs> so if you want to protect yourselves from the curse of Sheriff Corwin, who will kill your daughters and burn them and take your property, name all your sons Sean for the love of God. Keep our, son, our country safe. What? He's trying to scare you. Don't listen to that. The, the answer is six. I can fucking, I can, there's six Sean's in this room. There's six Sean's on this show. Look at the paper. There's fucking six of them at least. I got a little dizzy there. Sorry. Uh, and what, who's the, Corwin's? Jeff Corwin. That was a, isn't that the guy that died from uh, Corwin's disease? I mean, Right? How did Freddie Mercury not die from mercury poisoning? That's stupid. <laughs> Listen, all right, this is what's going to happen. Sean, Rosa, Sean Carter, Sean Connolly. Sean Sullivan's not here because he's a bit of a prick. Uh, <laughs> Sean Beckers and I need a couple more shots. Hey, if there's any shots here, say hello. <laughs> Fuck yeah, there's at least three people there. By my count, that was eight. You had to say exactly six. So what I'm saying is that we are maintaining the regulation that we have at least seven. It's none of your damn business what your, my mother named me. I'm doing this. We're doing this. You name your kids, Sean, to protect the city. By your own argument, you've reinforced the reason why we do things here. You did. You, should, you, you fucked up. <laughs> You fucked up big. But the important thing is that you realize that you fucked up. You took ownership of it. Name your son Sean. Rename him Sean. Paying attention. I didn't pay attention, and then I made some very good points against myself. But listen, I got 27 seconds, and I'm going to get out of it. All right. Listen, there's 17 Seans in this room, but it's spelled 18 different ways. So I don't know. Technically, does that fucking affect the house of Colwyn? I don't even know who they are. Sean Carter. Sean Rosa, Sean Connolly, Sean Sullivan. He's not here. He's a bit of a prick. I don't know if you knew that. Sean. And then the two other people that yell. All right. I got to hand the win here to Bill McMorrow. Thanks, Bill. Okay. Next up, everybody, please welcome May Keith and Chloe Cunha. Okay, uh, Chloe, would you like to go first or second? I'll, I'll go second again. Second. Okay, May, you can pick wild card, history, or sports. Let's do history. History, okay. Your question is from Bill McMorrow. <laughs> uh, he asks, charming Boston feature you miss the most? Mayor Menino's mumbling? Or the pea trough at Fenway? 
I'm going to say it's the pee trough. Uh, unfortunately, I never got to use it even once, which is bullshit. And like today, I could go into an all-gender bathroom and check out this ice bucket, apparently, that the boys tell me about. I don't know. Um, it seems like a community bonding thing. I feel like toxic masculinity comes from the whole pee trough thing. Uh, mumbling mayors, that's cool, but really... Who cares about what politicians have to say when they're just lying through their teeth anyway? I'd rather stand around with a bunch of people and pee into an ice bucket. I, what, a, what a great question to give two women. <laughs> this... <laughs> Boy, I feel you because I really I got some FOMO about that trough. I I've heard so many things. But let's be honest, I I just heard Mumbles. I just heard his name and I my heart. Oh, like we all remember him. You know. It was great. He did it. Wasn't there some crazy statistic that he met like 80% of Bostonians or something fucking nuts like that? I'm pulling that statistic out of my ass, but if I talked out of my ass, I bet I would mumble a lot. Um, <laughs> like our beloved Mayor Menino. <laughs> I really wonder, for those who are not from here, how confusing this must be. <laughs> he was a mayor who mumbled a lot. We're very good at nicknames. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I honestly miss him. I don't even have something funny to say. <laughs> he was great. Time. Yeah, like 80% of people met him, but like 78% of them didn't understand anything he said. So, whereas I feel like if you pee into an ice bucket with 80% of people, that's just a nice community bonding experience. It's way better than singing Sweet Caroline for the 5,000th time. Uh, and it seems like a nice way to save water, I want to say. Do you flush urinals? I really don't know. <laughs> I don't know how that works. Time. Okay, okay. <laughs> I also, yes, please, educate us afterwards about how urinals work. Um, by the way, for the men who don't know, a lot of women hover over the seat. Anyway, uh, I, I feel like I understand the communal aspect there, but at the same time, from what I hear about urinals, there's, like, no eye contact and no talking. So I'd rather an incomprehensible mumble then utter silence. Like a mumble, you can at least pretend to understand and nod and be like... <laughs> Time. <laughs> All right. Oh, God, I don't want to get booed again. <laughs> and it is fucking close. Uh, no, it's not? Oh, okay, well, here we go. I hand the win to Makey. It's not close, but... Mo um, well, most urinals flush on their own because we live in 2018, but also because we live in 2018, you can go downstairs and use a bathroom with urinals in them because they are gender-neutral bathrooms in this building. You're goddamn right. They're going to go check it out right now. We're down to the final four. Final... Four. Next up, everybody, please welcome May Keith and Bill McMorrow. What's happening out here? Bill. Guys, liver, liver medicine is booze. 
Bill, do you want to go first or second? Second, please. Okay. May, do you want history or wild card? Let's do wild card. Okay. Your question is from Zach Jones. Zach Jones! <laughs> he asks, would you rather hang out in Selfie or on that harbor island where they keep all the trash? <laughs> Uh, I'd rather go to the trash island. For one, it's more or less the same. Um, but at least there's going to be some useful and interesting things on the trash island. Uh, there's going to be fewer date rapists there, probably. Um, it's just going to be a better use of my time and energy. Trash island all the way. What is my... You would rather hang out in Southie. Oh, what a funny joke that is, right? Because people don't live there. <laughs> Listen, I have family in Southie, and i got to be honest, I don't care for them. It's so hot up here. Sorry. <laughs> hey, you guys know there's merch for sale. <laughs> right. All right, listen, I have, uh, I have uh, an aunt uh, who lives in Southie, and uh, nobody tell her I'm here because it's too close and we might have to see each other. Uh, what is the trash? Uh, what's the other one? You want to hang out in Southie. Or Trash Island, but May's already Why, she already picked island. it. Yeah. What is that? What is the, what is the uh, Trash Island? Is that Pumpkin Island? What island is the Trash Island? What is it? Ooh, that sounds nice. You picked the right one. Fuck! Where is that? Can you? Time. So to sum up, me and Bill's aunt are going to be on Spectacle Island somewhere in the harbor. Aunt Peggy. Aunt Peggy. So uh, I'm going to let Aunt Peggy know to come down to Quincy every uh, Friday night at 7 p.m., hang out with Bill McMorrow and argue about Game of Thrones and Boston. Really, the, the two Sean's and Bill are really on brand tonight. Trash Island. Time. Trash Island. Ah, uh, that's not Ringo Starr. That's Sean Rosa Donovan, and that's uh, the kid from uh, the James Vanderbeek kid, and that's me. <laughs> Listen, I have so many family that live on Spectacle Island. You can't call it Trash Island. That's bro do you have a boat? Because you have to have a boat to get there. So who's trash now? People asking for me to help you escape Trash Island because you didn't bring a boat. <laughs> Dummies. I don't know. Time. So. All right. Well, interesting that only one of you argued your case. <laughs> and therefore, I have to hand yeah, the win to weird. May Keith. <laughs> Give it up for Bill McMorrow. Okay. All right, guys, here we are. Final debate of the night. It's come to this. So, 
everybody please welcome May Keith and Dana J. Bine. Okay. Hey, congratulations on making it to the finals. You're both great. No matter what happens, you're both winners. Okay, we only have one question left, so I'm just going to ask it, but uh, Dana, do you want to go first or second? I'd like to go second, please. Second, okay, May, your question is from Ken Green. He asks, most iconic way to die in Boston? Strangled by a serial killer or drowning in a flood of molasses. It's gotta be molasses, right? Every city has some serial killer or another. People get strangled every single day. Every day, domestic violence, real issue. Um, molasses, there were what, like eight people, 12 people? Some amount of people died from molasses here in Boston. That's never fucking happened anywhere else. That's just Boston. That's a good point. I want to get strangled to death by a Wahlberg. Yeah. I want those meaty, thick fucking hands around my throat. I want to be nice and hard when I die. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Shut up, you don't? Yeah, I want to come right before I expire. Nobody else? Yeah? I want my strangler to second guess it after it's already done. I want my blood and my cum on his hands. Yeah. You're not just a number, you're the one that came on him. That's right. Yeah. He'll never forget that and he'll probably change his, change his life after that. You get semen on your hands, it'll change your decisions quick. I guess I'm alone in that. I'd rather drown a Wahlberg in molasses. I mean, if we're just, if we're throwing them into the mix, Donnie, Marky, the other ones, there are others, I'm sure. Um, yeah, I think kill them in molasses. Strangling, you know what? There's enough strangling in the world, Dana. Molasses, molasses. That's what we want. We can still smell it sometimes, right? Is that a thing? I feel like I can still smell it. Do you know what you can smell when you're being choked? God, that's right. You can smell fucking God, that's right. Do you know how hard it is to choke somebody to death? It's fucking hard. It takes effort, it's not shooting or stabbing. It takes a while, they come back too. I'm just, am I making a case for murder right now? No, I'm trying to win a debate show. I'm trying to prove to you that uh, being choked is better than drowning slowly in molasses. Oh my God, how did the molasses catch you? That's like losing a debate to Ethan, Time. that's crazy. And on that note, I have to hand the win to Dana J. Bine. But please give it up for both of our finalists. was pick a side stupid thank you guys so if much for like being here heard, tonight good night subscribe to the show
Hey, thanks for listening. I want to thank the Comedy Studio for having us at their club this past weekend. It was a great time. Looking forward to the next one, so keep an eye on the schedule at the Comedy Studio. See when you can find us there next. Congrats to Dana J. Bine on winning the debate this week. And if you want to find me any night of the week, you can find me Monday nights at Sally O'Brien's in Somerville, hosting an open mic at 7.30 p.m. You can find me on Wednesday nights at the Poor House in Boston in the basement, hosting a great stand-up comedy show every Wednesday, 8 p.m. We got half-price chicken. And you can find me at Maggie's Lounge in Quincy every Friday night at 7 p.m. hosting this debate show. So come out and say hi sometime.